Right, bro. That's better. All right, you got me. I got you, man. All right, so I'm just gonna do a uh, the intro and all that junk, and uh, we'll start from there. Then I just go back and edit everything and okay. uh, go from there. So like, I'm gonna do. We'll do like once this timer. Your timer on like 18, 19. 20. I'm on 23 right now. So I'm gonna run off, and then once it hit like I guess 33. Mm-hmm. Um, well. I'll let like 10 seconds run off and then we'll go from there. That way it's oh. easier to hit. Cool. Cool. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Legends of Legends of Athletics Podcast. I'm Justin Miller, and on today I have a very special guest with me, a close friend, a great uh a, a great guy to look up to, a great mentor, a great guy to look up to in the community, uh, a statue, uh pillar of the community as you would say and i'm trying to put this guy on a pedestal and it's none other than one of my good friends uh as you, i was call his name curtis davis but now he has the phd on front of it so we're gonna respect him and it's dr davis so say what's up to him, man <laughs> brother man i appreciate that what's up everyone um happy to be a part of this man i want to say um give you your kudos for, for doing this bro it's really really uh, really impressive. I love seeing it, man. I, I know we'll get into, you know, being from Mississippi sooner rather than rather than later. But I really want to big you up for your platform and for your vision and, you know, your narratives, man, and what you're doing. So what up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's uh, it's one of those things, man. Me and Curtis graduated from Tupelo High School right. at the same time back in 2009. And, you right. know, we both uh, made the choice of going to college and uh, pursuing our degrees and our respective fields. Mm-hmm. And um, Curtis decided to take it a couple steps further than I did. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're both doing the, doing what we want to do in life and doing the thing that we love to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll let Curtis uh, go and dig a little bit deeper into himself mm-hmm. and uh, tell you guys a little bit more about himself. And then yeah. we'll get ready to jump right into the meat of this podcast yeah. and um, and talk about you know some of the topics that me and you have kind of discussed and, uh, and go right into it. So I'll let you yeah. kind of just take that and, uh, and and tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah, man. Like you said, you know, I did recently just finish grad school and getting my PhD. I'm not really, I'm not going to be one of those people that sort of throws out letters and says, oh, I have this and that. But I do, I, I, I will say that, you know, I have that to just sort of, I don't know, let people know that I do know what I'm talking about a little bit, but I'm an expert in a few things, not, not everything. Um, but yeah, man, my, in, you know, I, I bring up having a PhD and, cho- and, and chose to do that because I had something that I wanted to research. I had something that I wanted to talk about. I had other people who I wanted to sort of advocate for and speak for. But outside of that, man, I'm just a dude, you know, like you mentioned from Tupelo, from Mississippi. Um, I've lived, in different places i've traveled different places but 662 38801 is is the home um you know i carry that with me everywhere and i'm just really interested in um you know flourishing and seeing you know my loved ones and seeing everyone flourish as well um i don't know if that's i don't know what other specifics you know I, you want you know you want me to share but i'm sure it'll come out as we talk but yeah that's uh that's one of the good things and uh like, I know you work in the area, like you were saying, advocating for people working in the right. area of social work is right. uh, one of the things I know that you've done in the past, you know. And I think now, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, are you transitioning to the area of academia or are you going to stay yeah. in the... Yeah, okay. man. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I 
you know, I, I am going to be an assistant professor. So that is, you know, in academe. But, man, I, I'm going to throw out a word. I'm going to say that I'm a pracademic. So part of that is going to be in the classroom yeah. and the other part of that is going to be in the community, just continuing to work with people and sort of taking that grassroots approach. So, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, the work that you've done, you know, that we talked about in the past, uh-huh. I mean, it's been uh, – it's it's really been a critical thing, especially uh, I, I guess for you, and I, well, I say for me more so is seeing it, seeing the world in a different light, not necessarily mm-hmm. knowing these people, but you know, seeing mm-hmm. like listening to some of the situation that you mm-hmm. uh, dealt with people with, and you know, help with uh, kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really great, and um, yeah, especially. Man. I guess you can say from where we're from and, you know, seeing some of the things we've seen and seeing a guy like yourself step out there and, and be one of the people in the forefront mm-hmm. and on the front lines for it, man, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's major. That's one of the big things. Yeah. And so, um, you know, today, you know, that kind of brings to the point of what we, what we're going to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of like the title of this, this podcast is, is, is inter- is, is very specifically titled what it is for mm-hmm. what we're going to be discussing. Mm-hmm. So, it's called being black male in America. So, you know, growing up as a black male or yeah. growing up in a minority, you know, how yeah. that kind of looks, you know, how it shaped us, you know, yeah. how we learned to cope with it. And yeah. this this podcast isn't necessarily, you know, I can speak from my, my standpoint, Kurt's standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just saying for black men, right. but also for anybody that's in the minority or you may be in the majority right. and you may feel like a, more, a minority. Right. You know, you may be able to relate to some of these, these points and stuff like that. Yeah. And so um, a few of the things we're going to be discussing is, you know, how important it is to establish good mental health and mm-hmm. physical health as well, mm-hmm. you know, and how we put that and keep that in practice. And, you know, also mental health within our community um, and um, some of our experiences as well uh, in the mix of all of this, all of that that we're uh, that we're trying to discuss. So mm-hmm. I guess the first question that I ask and we'll get the ball rolling in that direction is um, how important is it to establish good, good mental health? We're, we'll stay with the mental right now and, mm-hmm. and jump into the physical later. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's vital, man. It's, it's, it's vital to be honest with you. Um, I think physical health, maintaining good physical health and mental health go hand in hand. Um, and, and, you know, I was thinking about, you know, how to get this started or what to talk about or what to say. I will say that, um, it's important to be aware of it and it's important uh, to, you know, give yourself some grace, man. Um, mm-hmm. Establishing mental health and maintaining good mental health or a good mental health status. Um, it's a process. And I think oftentimes certain people, especially, you know, may, maybe men of color may not really know where to even get started. And a lot of people don't have that form or that space to even talk about it. I think that's what makes your, you know, this podcast so, so good and so needed because you sort of give that space for people to listen and for people to talk about it. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's critical, man. It really is. It really is. And I know um, as far as from, from me, like you said, giving yourself grace with the physical mm-hmm. uh, side of it. I know a lot of people get into, uh, especially when it comes to fitness and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is more, you know, the side that I'm in, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people get into, um, 
you know, trying to diet and ex- and exercise, and yeah. it's to a point to where you're so focused on losing weight and mm-hmm. this, that, and other that you kind of lose sight of enjoying mm-hmm. life in the process. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you may get into a point where you're trying trying to diet to lose ten pounds or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you never have you never have time to go out and enjoy your friends, enjoy your right. family, right. or enjoy just a, a steady meal that right. you know everybody. Is, is eating i mean because no, <clears throat> you can eat 100 percent healthy mm-hmm. i know i'm talking about eating and stuff but mm-hmm. it's, it's also you also have to give yourself that leeway mm-hmm. and i think your body enjoys it as well and scientific proof behind it but to give yourself the leeway to enjoy you know just a normal meal just normal uh social interaction mm-hmm. and normal uh normal interactions within society because mm-hmm. um i know especially in the in a in our community um, mental health and physical health are, are two of the things that, that we, we kind of don't put hand in hand. We, we focus right. either on the physical. Right. And I know a lot of people look at um, people of color as, as being um, very um, physically fit or, mm-hmm. you know, very mm-hmm. strong and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we uh, neglect the mental side of it. And I mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. with me, uh, especially within uh, me growing up and in my family and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's been times where I felt like mentally, like I wasn't heard. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't uh, express my feelings or anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. because it's kind of like when you grow up and I don't know if it's just a, a black male thing or a male thing, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, they say men don't cry, you know, right. this, that, whatever. And so right. you get to a point to where you have feelings, but you hold those mm-hmm. things in. Right. And when you hold those things in, they affect your relationships sure. with people and they affect your relationships, you know, with your significant other, yeah. your, your relationships with your family and stuff like that, because you don't express yourself. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's also a point too, where you have, where the, you know, even though you're the giver, you know, it has to be reciprocated. You have to give and receive. Right. So I think the family that you're in, or if you have a significant other or whatever, you have to, or even with your friends, you know, mm. you have to be able to listen to them and sure. respect their feelings and respect that, you know, this person may be going through a tough time. They mm-hmm. may need me in this area right now. Mm-hmm. They may not need me to invade their space right now, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And that's what I think about, you know, when I think about the the, the importance of, of establishing uh, good mental health as, as well as the physical side, too. Yeah, man. And, you know, I, I think those are really great points, Jay. And I'll add to that. There are two things that you made me think about. One is just this idea of, of mental health sort of being stigmatized and it being something that we don't talk about. You know, I did a lot of my dissertation on trauma and I talked about a specific type of trauma and how, you know, we haven't considered whether or not this thing can be traumatic. And if it is, who is entitled to that? So, I'm thinking about this idea of men don't cry. And I, one thing that pops into my head is people in the military. I got a lot of military homeboys who uh, who address their mental health and their physical health after they uh, got out. Because during their mm-hmm. service, you know, you, you can't mention that. If you if you are, are if you're if you're depressed or if you're anxious, yo, I'm not going to mention this. This is going to mess up my bread. I'm going to be demoted. I'm, gonna get, right, I'm, right. I'm not going to be able to do my tours, blah, 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 blah. And then the second thing I'm thinking about, too, man, is I feel like we're sort of seeing this shift. It's a slow shift, but it's a shift of being able to talk about mental health and a healthy mental state. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you like pay attention. I know you do. But, you know, for everyone else, 
uh, football players, NFL players are retiring a bit earlier than they once mm-hmm. were. Like, you got cats now jumping out of the league at like 30, 35, 40. Yeah. Like, Patrick Willis, man, he's he's done. He, he jumped yeah. out early. And I'm wondering if that has something to do with him wanting to sort of avoid CTE or some of these other things that some of the OGs sort of uh, uh, encountered. But um, <clears throat> yeah, man, I think it's a slow shift, uh, but it's a good shift and it's important. Right. Yeah. Right. And with and within that space, you know, especially when you talk about football stuff like that. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, I played football. Right. Right. Stuff like that. But it, it's it's also when you when you're playing a game like football, you you're taught and um you're taught the warriors mentality. You know, sure. to play through injury, play through pain. Mm-hmm. You know, show no weakness. You know, mm-hmm. keep your game face on. Don't you know? Don't show all these things. Mm-hmm. And so I think as as the veil on mental health keeps getting revealed, keeps getting pulled back right. more and more. Uh, people are kind of looking at their lives a little different mm-hmm. because it's not that I want to put myself in harm's way mm-hmm. and basically end my life short and shorter than it should be yeah. because of these, you know, 60 minutes of glory mm-hmm. or, you know, what, what have you. But it's more so uh, I think you, you kind of have to take on a business mindset of let me use this as a tool. Like if I go professional, let me use it as a tool to catapult me to where I, I want to go in life mm-hmm. rather than I have to do this for the rest of my life mm-hmm. in order to have the life that I want. So yeah. I think that's great. And then I know with, with uh, another thing too that, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but something that I kind of put into my daily schedule is at least a 10 minute meditation. Most definitely. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's just like for me, I like to do it like when I get out work because, of course, I work a full time job. So I work mm-hmm. like six in the morning mm-hmm. to two thirty. Then mm-hmm. I get off and then I go and start training after that. And so I, yeah. I feel like I need that time in between right. to kind of de-stress myself, you know, and to refresh, de-stress and refresh myself mm-hmm. um, in order to take on that, that second half, mm-hmm. um, so to speak, uh, right now, because that's what I have to do. And so yeah. I know with me, like just you know, going to counseling, you know, mm-hmm. meditation, mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that has put me into a, I feel like being vulnerable now is not a weakness yeah. and it puts me more in a safer place Yeah, because it yeah. helps me understand myself yeah. um, more so than holding it in and just mm-hmm. basically kicking everybody out mm-hmm. or just, you know, pushing everybody back or not really want to get close to people because I feel that, you know, in the end, you're going to hurt me like this person hurt me, this, that, and the other. Right. And so I feel like doing those things, right. like just growing up and being, you know, it makes you more cognizant, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. also makes you stronger in, a, in mm-hmm. the same sense because, you know, like you said, man, that's stigmatism on mental health. Like, when I know when I was growing up, it was like, if a person went to a counselor or they had to get like, or the mentally they were off or whatever, mm-hmm. like the, the one label that went for everybody was that person crazy, like that, and they crazy. Yeah. Is that whatever, and yeah. so you never want to be labeled that, so you wouldn't reach out for help or talk yeah. to anybody, yeah, or anything yeah. like that. And so, you know, that's like mental health is is a big thing, and I I'm pretty sure you see a lot of that uh, within within the field of um of social work and stuff yeah. like that as well. Yeah, man. I I, I want to say this real quick, man. You brought up some good points again. One thing I want to you know, commend you and thank you for is just acknowledging that you have contact with a counselor. I'm not going to lie to you, man. A lot of people do and they don't talk about it. And I think it's okay to say, hey, I talk to someone. I do I do mental wellness checkups. However you want to frame it, it gets yeah. done. And I think that it's really helpful because 
you know, when you, I'm familiar with you, with your personal life, you know, we, we know each other and we sort of understand that lived experience, you know, being a young person, being a young person of color in Mississippi, um, mm-hmm. oftentimes for us, man, we, we sort of, we get brought up and we get brought into this whole mental health conversation or this mental health exercise uh, reactively. Um, we don't mm-hmm. have, if something has to happen. A crisis has yeah. to happen for us to sort of tap into that. And, you know, part of mental health and mental health, mental wellness is sort of doing these check-ins and being proactive. You don't have to, there doesn't have to be anything wrong for um, you to sort of go to a counselor for you to do those like mental check-ins, man. And the other thing I want to say too, I don't know if you mind sharing it or not, but you mentioned something really important. You mentioned meditation. Dog, we, um, part of this, part of this discussion is about demystifying mental health and mental wellness. You know, I think when someone hears meditation, they may picture, like for me, I pictured being in the woods, uh, being surrounded yeah. <laughs> by trees, sitting, uh, you know, flying lotus style or yeah. whatever. It's not yeah. what that is, man. Meditation, you know, do how, do you want to talk a little bit about how you meditate? Like, that's really yeah. important. Uh, with me, I mean, uh, when I first started, it's kind of like, like I went to YouTube and I looked up guided meditation. Like, mm-hmm. something that helped me get into that mind frame, to get into that state and, mm-hmm. you know, help me with getting my brain to where I want to go. Right. But with meditation, it's not necessarily, I know a lot of people think like, you know, you think like Buddha or, you know, right. some whatever. I'm a Christian, man. I believe in God, whatever. Right. Right. But um, it's one of the things where it's not necessarily a religion as people have made it seem, but you have to, like, with with the world that we live in, we have social media, we have yeah. instant messaging, phone calls like stuff that we deal with every day uh you know job duties things like things like that right. and so one of the things of meditation is you have to take your mind off of everything and mm-hmm. like focus on this one thing and and when you focus you basically focus within like your inner man like your spiritual side of yourself mm-hmm. and you just take that time to you know let your mind wander feel the mm-hmm. and it, it sounds like hippie but <laughs> you have to like feel right. the energy around you and feel the vibes and and just like like let yourself relax and like Mm -hmm. once you do it and especially if you start off and start doing like guided meditations and stuff Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. like you'll be able to like tell a difference for real and like you'll be able to feel like your body relaxed you'll be able to feel like you know just everything's feel so much better and feel so much lighter and Mm -hmm. like with me I felt like I was such a person that was so like not just saying uptight but like I was like tense and like uh, subconsciously tense mm-hmm. that like once I started doing it I was like man I feel like so much better mm-hmm. and so it's just something that I added into my regimen and mm-hmm. I just started doing it every day and, and and like I may miss a day or whatever but like I can tell like when I miss that day or I miss a couple of days because it's like I go right back to feeling like you feel like kind of like dirty from the world mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. and uh, it's just something that's like cleansing and like it's just it just helps so much man and it, that's that's kind of how I can like dig into it yeah, and um, I know, like with with uh, some of the things that we talking about, like with the mental health, like the reality is, like living being from Mississippi and living in right. Mississippi, of course, you know, we run into um, black and white, you know, for sure, so right. black right. and white interaction, 
and those interactions aren't always friendly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being a person of color, you have to learn how to deal with those things. And people don't always understand it, you know, and mm-hmm. people of uh, people not of color don't always understand the point of the point that you're coming from, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, they talk about PSD, P- PTSD in the army mm-hmm. and stuff in the armed forces and stuff like that. But I mm-hmm. feel like that's something, too, that we have within our community because of some of the situations that you you face uh, growing up right. and um, you learn to deal with or at a very young age, two, three, four, five, six, somewhere in there, your parents are sitting you down and trying to teach you how to deal with those things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, you know, I know I kind of went from meditation to that, but, mm-hmm. you know, being able to meditate kind of helps cope with those things as well because <laughs> – not everybody's the same, you know, and then yeah. you, you might go through a situation too where in a day you, you encountered something like that, and it's like you know, it balls up so much uh negative energy in you that you need to release that in some, some way, shape, or form. So, if I don't like if you don't have a counselor or somebody you can talk to at that point, like meditating is one of the things that, that helps you, you know, get over that. Yeah, man, I mean, this is only my opinion. So, for anyone listening to this, it's only my opinion, but. To live in America is to live in a state of trauma or to be familiar with trauma or to be familiar with stress. Um, America's capitalistic. It's very, that American dream that we grew up hearing about, uh, it, it's, it's hard to reach that, man. It's hard. And that dream can sort of turn into a nightmare really quickly. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's stressful. It's difficult, which is why it's so important to, you know, keep keep your brain and keep your mental health in check for sure. Yeah, and uh, and I think that when I when I was talking about like the meditation, that was one of the points of like kind of how how we practice mm-hmm. good mental and physical health. You know, mm-hmm. of course, with the physical, everybody knows. You know, of course, trying to eat the best you can, right? Uh, especially like with healthier foods. I know sometimes it gets a little pricier, but eating the mm-hmm. best that you can. And getting exercise daily, I'm not gonna say, and I'm I'm a trainer. I'm not gonna say 60 minutes a day, right. but at least 20 to 30 minutes of yeah. exercise, yeah, a day. It doesn't have to be high, super intense, but just yeah. something to get up and get moving and get in motion. But yeah. uh, one thing that I'm 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 kind of thinking on, you know, as as we're talking about mental health, mental health, um, is did you ever encounter any situations? Um, growing up through you know through school or anything that kind of <clears throat> you felt like you may have gotten the short end of the stick or you may have been stigmatized because of your race or color you know what um, um so my so the research that I just got done doing and that I'm working on is this concept of racism based trauma you know and asking can you be traumatized from experiencing racism. And in that, you know, myself and some colleagues have had to talk about what racism looks like. And a big part of that is considering racism as not only this thing that is overt and in your face, but something that is very covert. And I bring that up to say that uh, I don't know, which is a sad yeah. and sort of like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But as I've gotten older and become a bit more aware of people and, you know, words and what's said and aware of microaggressions, uh, yeah, man, it's mm-hmm. definitely happened 
um, the older that I've gotten um, and, and, you know, more recently. So, yeah, I don't know if you wanted any examples or for me to just be like, yeah. Yeah, but, you can. You, yeah, are you free. Like, yeah, give us. Yeah, some <laughs> yeah. You if you don't mind. No, I don't. Um, you know, I remember. You know, while I was wrapping up the PhD and looking for um, jobs, I finished my program a lot faster than other people because I worked hard. Because I'm, I was tired of school at this point, and I was ready. And I was working full time. Left, put my career on pause, and went to school to finish the PhD. So I had goals to do. And I also had personal things that I wanted to attend to and take care of. I want to start a family. So I wanted to get done quicker. But man, there was always just this pushback of, oh, you know, you're making us look bad. Da, 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 da. And this would usually be from people who didn't look like me. I mean, who, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then I remember, man, uh, applying for jobs, for professor jobs. And getting offers getting a few offers i think i had like four and a few people were just surprised that i was able to get these offers you know how's this how's this black dude you know young young with a phd getting these offers how 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 are you doing this you know what's what's the what's the formula what what's how do you do that and you know i remember getting frustrated and telling you know my loved ones like yo there is no formula i know where i come from i know it's very difficult to uh from where we come from which is the bottom right man. mississippi is mississippi so yeah <laughs> right. man, it, it, it's 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 happened it's happened um you know but I, i'm trying to i'm trying to practice calling in people instead of calling people out and lashing out so yeah i don't know plus you called me on easter so you know i'm, I'm yeah yeah here, <laughs> so you know <laughs> <laughs> gotta be gotta be good on each Sunday. Yeah. But um yeah. I mean it's it's one of those things too. Like like you were talking about the jobs. I remember I remember when I finished uh at state and I, I had my bachelor's mm-hmm. degree and I came I moved back home. Mm-hmm. I made the choice. I was, I had a choice and at that time it was between moving off and then staying home right. and for whatever reason I chose to stay here. And so <laughs> um right and so I, I came and I was like, you know, of course, when we were in high school, I don't think it was as prevalent and it wasn't anybody I went to school with, but it wasn't like, I don't, I, I think I wasn't, I'm like you, I wasn't aware. Right. It was like, I was aware if it was like in my face, but I wasn't aware of like the, the, the small things or like the wording or yeah. the, the way people talk and stuff. And so <clears throat> I remember coming here and have my, you know, of course, have my resume, you know, dress and trying to look the part and trying to get a job. And. I didn't have a job for the first year I moved back home. Right, like, right. I think I did was just trained and stuff like that. But right. like I was trying to find a job, and I never forget. Uh, it was a certain company here. I'm not gonna call it names out, but right, right. I was getting ready to walk in the door with my resume in hand, and a woman like took it up on herself to walk outside of the the business before I even got to the door, and was like, "We're not hiring. <laughs> you ain't gotta worry about it." Basically, in some words, <laughs> and so I was like dang dude i ain't even get a chance and like mm-hmm. that happened on a couple mm-hmm. occasions and i was mm-hmm. like you know and you know around here you know it's always like who you know it's not about what you know but who you know For sure and you know the thing was like i i kind of felt that like you like you said was that aggression to where i was like it's people doing a whole lot more than me with less than me you know what i'm saying right, right. and i felt like i was like man i worked my butt off to get where I'm, where I'm at, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the chips were stacked against me, and mm-hmm. here it is now. I got them, 
and it's still not enough, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just one of those things where you like, dang, dude, like I can't win for losing. And so, yeah. um, you know, I I I feel like with within our community, one thing that I've always been a preacher of is can we start a legacy and keep it going? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like if your dad or your mom or whatever was a school teacher, can somebody come behind and be a school teacher? Yeah. You know, if your dad or mom was a doctor, can somebody come behind and be a doctor? But I, I feel like with us, I don't know why, but people always get off the course, you know, like it's always like yeah. their parent is a, a, a physical therapist or something like that mm-hmm. then they come back and it's like i don't want to do that or mm-hmm. like you just completely bum out and you know i don't know but yeah. you know i just feel like it's 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 so much to talk about with within the the mental health space mm-hmm. and questions that i i don't know if i have an answer to i don't know if you have an answer to but you know it's so much that you can question and it's just like you know, when you start, as you said, you start from behind in the race. Like, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you even? It's not even get ahead, but how do you even catch up? Because right. I'm not saying you're gonna walk or go shoulder to shoulder, but how do you catch up yeah. and uh, be able to be an influencer or be able to be a person that kids can look up to or older adults can look up to and say, you know what? I think I'm giving one more shot. You know what? I think yeah. I can make it. I think I can make that happen. I think I can reach my dreams this, that, and the other, and um, I'm not sure if we can answer those questions, but I know those things are out there, you know? Yeah. I know those are things that aren't talked about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, those are good points, but I will say, I feel like this could answer one of your questions, man, this idea of leaving a legacy. Part of that starts with sort of giving anecdotes and being an example, and I think that's why I'm so excited to be able to return back to Mississippi and do work and that's why I think it's so good that you didn't decide to leave the state because you know a lot of people I, you, you've heard it man I can't wait till I get out of Mississippi right. A, B, C, D, F, G which is right. fine you have that right but man uh, there's something that should be said for those who sort of leave home get what they need and come back and give yeah. back because there are so many gaps to fill in Mississippi and, you know, in other places. So I think that's one way to be that example. And you're that example. So, you know. And, and we have so much talent that leaves yeah, man. and never comes back. Yeah, <laughs> like, you you wouldn't be, but a lot of people listening will probably be amazed at how many people are from Mississippi yeah, or running companies or entrepreneurs yeah. or, you know, great influencers, you know, mm-hmm. and they never say anything about being from here being from this place Mm -hmm. and um it's so much talent i think i think one of the reasons that is is hard to come back and be one of those people that you know just put your foot in the ground Mm -hmm. or just be a worker or anything Mm -hmm. is because of you know as i stated previously you know can you handle are you mentally tough enough to handle what's come what's gonna come with it you know what i'm saying right Or, or are you willing to just grind it out and yeah. in order to get what you want to get, like if you want to be at the top of the company, you know, you may not get the favoritism. But if you put if like a, a, you alluded to this point earlier, if you put the work in mm-hmm. and your work ethic matches your attention to detail, mm-hmm. I think that you still have a great chance 
of moving up within that or creating your own thing and going from there. Right. It's just it's all a matter of how you how you how you go about things and how you practice those things. Yeah. And um I mean I can kind of take that to the physical side of health as well. Mm-hmm. You know, with our community especially, I think that uh one of the things that we need to work on, um, and this is my opinion, this is just right. Miller's opinion <laughs> <laughs> is you know the work ethic and what we put out there for people as a mm-hmm. as a community as a whole. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, let's get off the and this is the funny part, but let's get off of the fight videos or us acting crazy <laughs> or you know what I'm saying because we know we can fight. All right, but let's <laughs> let's shift that. You know, yeah, um, and, and put um, and shed a different light. You know, yeah. we got plenty of people that's entrepreneurs and stuff like that, but we have to support each other. We yeah. have plenty of educators, but we have to support those educators. Yeah. We have plenty of lawyers, doctors, things like that, but we have to support them. You know, at the same way we support everything else. Um, one of the things that I know when I look at other communities that really stands out and is great is that within those communities, they um they have an ability to keep their revenue within and <laughs> keep funneling keep funneling that revenue and not letting it get outside source basically oh and man we're kind of on the opposite of that <laughs> we outsource it all don't keep much in so you know that's you are, my you you want to bring this up during uh income tax season man come on man, that's my skill <laughs> i ain't gonna lie that's my skill well you know it's not just your feeling man that's back that that's backed by empirical data man um i won't call out any particular i won't call out any any particular groups ethnicities races whatever what i will say and what the last thing i heard regarding money and how fast or how slow it stays in the community was that the black baller stays in the community for like twelve minutes or something like yeah, that. It was some. It was some. It was I was gonna say crazy. like ten minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah I man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I think it's fair. I think it's it's truthful. And what I will say to that too is just this idea of sort of supporting one another. And if if you're not going to support someone, then don't don't backbite. Because sometimes, I guess for me, I've been in certain situations where not only was I not helped, but I was you know talked down upon, man, in mm-hmm. one way or another. And other groups of people don't do that, man. And you know, talking about the mental health aspect, that's rough. That's rough on your yeah, psyche, man. When your when your brother, man. When your brother, man, look down on you, man, it's it's rough, you know. Man, it's it's uh it's it's crazy, and I know like for it, like y'all, we not this gonna this ain't gonna be our last time having Curtis on, cause or Doctor <laughs> Doctor Davis, my bad. No, nah, this ain't gonna Curtis, be our last time, cause yeah. cause we got a lot that we we gonna give y'all. But yeah, um, speaking on that point, man, it does affect your psyche, you know, yeah, because I know like with me. Um, and especially choosing a route to go into business for myself and just, mm-hmm. you know, going into that grind and that, you know, that whole arena is <laughs> totally different. Like, I think mm-hmm. I probably learned more. I'm not going to say more than school could have taught me, but so much about life and that other side of it that academics doesn't teach you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with people, man, it's like 
the thing that I can, I'm kind of hesitant on now is like people coming up, like especially if it's not somebody I just know for real, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like being like, "What's up, bro? What's up, bro? This net." Like I'm like, dude, like I can't, you know. And I'm gonna be honest with you, for me, it's a trust issue thing, <laughs> and I'm like, I just can't trust people like that because a lot of times people like the first ones that have said that are the first ones that come back and stab you in the back, and it's like. Dude, I thought you had my back. You know, right. I thought we were cool. This, right. that, whatever. And it's not necessarily that you've done anything to them, but it's just a thing where they're like, you know, like, dude, yeah. forget him. He ain't doing nothing, you know, and they just talk down on you. And yeah. um, it's like, dude, like, why can't we both win? You know, why can't we both succeed? Yeah. Like, if you're doing your thing, I'm going to hype you up, you know, like I would anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I just expect the same in return. And I feel yeah. like, I don't know if that's something systemic or something that, you know, we can date back in time to, to other events, mm-hmm. um, which has made us like that way. But I know, like you said, that does affect your psyche a whole lot. And yeah. um, it affects the way you look at people because your outlook changes mm-hmm. each time you go through a situation like that. Because then, like I know for me, I go through a thing where it becomes like trust issues with everybody. And then now I got trust issues with the whole team. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Because it's like, okay, if he did this or she did this, then who next? You know, who else can do it? Yeah. And so when, once I go through that, now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm going to protect myself. Right. So I'm going to shut it down and just, you know, block everything off. And so, yeah, that that does have a, a play, a play a big role, a major role in, in your, your, uh, your mental health as well. So yeah. Curtis. Dog, we're gonna get ready to wrap this thing up. For I sure. want you to give, um, because we, we're gonna do some more of these segments. But if For you sure. can, because I know we talked about a lot of stuff, yeah. very broad in detail with mental and physical health. Yeah, if you can give, uh, give us one uh, mental health practice that maybe people can implement into their life, maybe not daily, maybe weekly, or maybe mm-hmm. monthly, or what have you, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one physical tip, uh. Just leave us leave us with something like that. <laughs> yeah, I have a few and I'll be brief. One is to reward yourself. Reward yourself and treat yourself. Another one is don't reward bad behavior with good behavior. Um, acknowledge and appreciate your team and your support. Uh, feed into them. They'll feed into you. Uh, another mm-hmm. one is drink plenty of water. Another one is um, even if you can only do 10 minutes of exercise, that's fine. Man. Um, another one is... Um, Go to bed on time. <laughs> uh, I was told uh, last time I had a physical, and for men in particular, you man, y'all make sure y'all go get your physicals. Last time I had a little physical, my doctor told me that the bedroom is for sex and sleep. So I took the TV. <laughs> I don't really watch too much TV in my bedroom, but um, yeah, you got to get off the phone. Man. You got to jump off Insta and Facebook and all that while you're laying in the bed. The light in the phones will keep you up a little bit longer and you need that time to decompress, man. You need to rest. As we get older, we need those six, seven, eight hours, whatever it is, man. And um, exactly. yeah, man, that's 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 all. And and, and be, go easy on yourself, man. You know, we we all human. This is all a practice. We're trying to get it right day in day out. So give yourself some leeway and be kind. So that's it. That's what I got, bro. That's yeah. it. Um, well, y'all, this was another great episode from the legends of athletics and i know today we kind of went off kilter 
not yeah. talking necessarily about athletics, not necessarily talking about anything fitness related per se, but we get, gave you guys some great physical tips and some great mental health tips as well. Sure. Because as we all know, mental health, physical health, spiritual, emotional, all that go, they all tie into one and into your overall health. And it's one thing to be physically fit. It's another thing to be mentally strong. But if you don't have both of those working hand in hand, then you're giving yourself a, a huge disservice and you're doing your, you're not really doing yourself a favor in the long run. So be sure to take these tips. If you want to listen to this podcast many, many, as many times as you need, take yeah. notes and, and do those things that you need to do uh, within your mental health and your physical health as well. Also make a checklist and ask yourself the question, am I doing what I need to do mentally? Am I doing what I need to do physically? Am I in a good space mentally? Am I in a good space physically? And do a self-assessment because that's one of the key components to really doing the things you need to do and being a better you tomorrow than you were today. And so um, if you listen to this podcast, of course, if you listen to it on uh, iTunes or if you listen to it with Apple or anything like that, wherever you listen to this podcast, be sure to leave a great rating. Let me know what I could do better. Let me know what you guys want to hear. Be sure to um, tell a neighbor, tell a friend, tell everybody that you know to listen to these podcasts and be sure to tune in. We're going to have Dr. Davis on here a a few more times because I I know he has a lot to give you guys. I know he has a wealth of knowledge and he's had many experiences dealing with people uh, in these spaces and also dealing with these, in these spaces himself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Dr. Dave, you got anything else you want to add before we get off? I do, man. I just want to say I'm proud of you, man. Proud of you for using your voice. Proud of you for being responsible and thoughtful um, and, um, you know, pushing it, pushing it forward, bro. That's it. Yes, sir. So, till next time, y'all remember, be better tomorrow than you were today. Let's get 1% better each and every day. And until next time, be legendary. <laughs>